Hi, this is Viv, and you're listening to the new episode of If I Did, You Can Too. The guest that I have for you guys today is mind blowing. That's the least I can say about her. I just finished. So, what I do with the intros is right after I finish the podcast, I record the intros for them. And I am so mind blown at this very moment that I'm pretty much speechless. I don't really know what exactly to say. But she was one of the most recommended guests, suggested guests for me. I've heard that from so many people. They asked me to interview her because, I mean, why don't you just listen to the episode and find out why? So let's do this. Let's get inspired. Okay, so as I told you guys, I have Siranush right here. To be honest, I don't really know much about her story, but I've heard so much about her that I was like, you know what? I don't even need to hear anything about her story. I'm already inspired. Uh, so it's going to be my first time also hearing her story right here. Let's see what she has to say. Sirah, go ahead and introduce yourself. <laughs> This was already a very beautiful intro. Um, hello, everyone. Uh, I'm Sira, uh, which, by the way, from my uh, Armenian language um, translation is love. So love is here for you. <laughs> and thank you, Viv, for having me. This is definitely my honor and pleasure to chat with you a little bit about beautiful things. Um, and yeah, just introducing myself. Where do I even start? Let's see. Just go ahead with the story of your life. Because before, let me just give people a little bit of context as well. Before recording the podcast, I was talking to Sira, and what I told her was what the podcast is, what we stand for right here, and what is the end goal for us. And she said, this is so much aligned with what she is doing and her values. And this is exactly what we're going to do because someone coming from Armenia, she is such an inspirational human being right now that so many international people constantly tell me, please interview her. So there's a reason, there's a story behind that. So just go ahead and tell us whatever your story is, right from the beginning, from the time that you were in Armenia and how you ended up here, how you traveled to all of those countries and even if you want, about the project that you're working on right now. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Let's let's do this, guys. But uh, I hope that I can... Uh, I was mentioning Viv also in the beginning. I hope I can live up to all these expectations that <laughs> she's already setting uh, for you. But um, honestly, yeah, it's been a really, really... Um, interesting and uh, challenging and inspiring roller coaster my my whole journey so far let me tell you that uh, my heroine's journey let's call it that way <laughs> it it started about seven years ago when you know i'm an armenian uh, woman and if you don't know where my country is <laughs> go ahead and, and look for it but it's a tiny very um very tiny country and we're still quite the traditional and stereotypical um country in terms of cultural you know all the standards so i was also raised in that kind of environment where everything was um already set for me like how I'm supposed to uh, start my life in school and then go to the uh, university and it needs to be something around something that brings money 
And I, I was into photography. I was into dance. I danced for 15 years, by the way. I was on stage. But my parents wanted me to be economist and a banker <laughs> so that, you know, I can make money. And uh, the story starts probably right there when uh, a lot of my friends cannot even believe how I was standing behind the... Um, customer support uh, side of the bank, a very famous bank back in Armenia. And it was the dream of my family. Like, wow, she made it. She did a MBA and she did um, reach to this uh, international bank. So what's left? Get married <laughs> and have kids and we're complete. But after working for like two years in the bank, and I was telling you how my friends wouldn't believe, like some of my friends would come to the bank and they would see me and, and they are like, do you have a, a twin sister? <laughs> and I'm like, come on, no, this is me. And they're like, how oh, you're such a creative person because I was always into art, music, dance. I was on stages and, but it was not, you know, what would bring money. And I'm sure a lot of you would resonate with this that we try to um, to get the love of our parents. Maybe uh, we try to make sure that what they want, you know, is uh, our priority and then our dreams are left behind. And then I'm so grateful that I got to that point. You know, I, I call it probably the rock bottom where I was like, OK, enough is enough. <laughs> this is not working. So. I remember that moment I was just standing in front of my mom uh, in our um, in our house. I just entered after a really long working day in the bank, tired of counting money. And I said, mom, guess what? <laughs> I quit my job. And <laughs> I just remember her heart probably stopped for a few seconds. And she looked at me. She's like, excuse me. I was like, yeah, mom, I'm, I'm, uh, I have a plan. I applied for this job in India and I'm leaving for India. And I lost her one more time and she looked at me. What? And then the next was I had to say that. I mean, I mean that was the last thing, the most important piece that I'm leaving for one year. <laughs> oh, my God. I, yeah, I know. And she looked at me and, and she like, you know, I hardly came back uh, from that few seconds of probably hard um, pausing at all working. And then she, she looked at me and she said, um, no, we don't allow you to go. Uh, and uh, I, I remember that moment I looked at her in, for some reason, my, I had that courage all the time from very childhood, but you know, like along the way, you just lose it uh, bit by bit and, and you become so tamed uh, that you're just like, yeah, um, doing what they want. And and in that moment, like my courage, like just just was there in, in its full potential. And I looked at her and I said, mom, I'm sorry, but I'm not asking. I'm just letting you know. I know it was it was challenging for her because, I mean, she doesn't know she has never traveled in her entire life so a woman um and again um a white woman going to india for one year and and, uh, and a woman who never traveled actually that i i've been only two three countries in europe and that would be my first country 
So uh, long to keep it uh, really short, uh, that was the moment when uh, everything was meant to shift in my life. So everything else is a story. After that, I, I left for India. Of course, they allowed me. <laughs> and after that, I traveled just uh, just giving you guys perspective of what happened after that so uh, i was only three countries four countries um traveled uh, and after india within the past five six years i traveled 41 countries alone wow <sighs> i know and when i say it out loud even now especially after this four, two years of lockdown almost two years oh my god i can't believe of not traveling still i have goosebumps of like wow i traveled 41 countries alone and i mean i come from it like i said financially not a very uh wealthy family and uh, our family never traveled even ever together, maybe to one of our nearest cities. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, no, actually, we, we lived for one year in Russia, but we have never traveled. So for me, it was always a dream. And for some reason, traveling was never about for me um, to see uh, certain, you know, monuments and whatever sightseeing. It was always about learning about myself through mirrors you know and i was so i was so curious about the world i'm a very uh i'm a very curious person like novelty is something that inspires me and i i literally was done with my country i traveled everything i did everything and i was so um hungry to see what else is possible outside my comfort zone outside my country um so yeah let me let me take you then where else you guys want to see see, you know where else you want me to to go but of course the 41 countries when i say it it sounds oh wow but this wasn't you know this wasn't just the exciting parts because i went through a lot of ups and downs and um questioning a lot of things and i think one of the biggest things um that I realized uh, throughout this uh, traveling is that I have been conditioned big times by my family, by my culture, and every step of the way I was facing, I was meeting all my triggers. (laughs) And I I really love, um, I really love um, actually learning about myself about the world through those you know through those mirrors and i just remember this one time um when i just you know it was like a few days i'm in india and india can be quite a spiritual teacher (laughs) but hardcore you there is no uh in between it's either black or it's white like you you go really miserable or you go really um happy fun spiritual whatever i i feel like it's the contrast is very strong mm-hmm. so the beginning was oh my god slaps from every corner the moment you enter the bus it smells it's dirty um you know different people different color and um, everything is exactly what your mom told that this is not okay your family your parents your culture like oh it's smelly or people are dirty or people are you know all of this and 
for for the beginning it was a miserable few days until i realized that oh my god this is actually not me this is everything that i was conditioned and of course i was there because um i knew i am here to spiritually awaken in a way and and question a lot of things because something that i didn't tell you guys is that um I was also questioning big times back home. Um, the reason also I left was because I was questioning the whole um, spiritual and cultural conditioning, especially from a perspective of women and how she should be, um, her sexual life, how she, I mean, something that, again, might, I have my, I, I might have not shared um, publicly yet, but I'm going to do it here <laughs> for you guys. Um, it's a vulnerable thing, but I just want you to know that if you're a woman listening this, uh, and even if you're a man listening this, I believe that this is at this point where I'm, you know, I'm in this stage of my life. I believe that this is something we all should be questioning. It's it's all about sexuality because I, my, my whole path led me to Tantra and, and that's another story we can, we can go there too. But I was questioning, you know, why the woman should be um, virgin until mm -hmm. she gets married. I mean, this is a big one, right? But I just wouldn't understand. So by until the age of 25, and this is again something I have probably never shared publicly, but I was virgin and, and, maybe it is not something bad but for me it was it was because i was dating and i had a boyfriend and for one year i i just i wasn't sure what to do because there was a lot of shame and guilt around if you do then what's going to happen next to a point that i thought <laughs> if i ever do that i will never get married i will never have a partner so long story short, coming back to India, I feel like, you know, all of that was like from every corner I was being being triggered. I was being um, challenged. I was questioning everything. My mother's, my cultures, my people's um, beliefs and my own, because that was the the most important probably part for me to figure out what's not mine and how to, again, this is, this is the, probably the hardest part, how to redefine mine and be so um, grounded in my own truth that I become unshakable because what we are scared the most is how the society is gonna then react to that. Are we gonna be still loved? Are we going to be worthy of, of respect and trust and whatever, whatever? And so that, that whole journey that started from India was to really, literally question everything from who I am, <laughs> what I want, where I'm going, uh, who is this woman, what's femininity, what's uh, sexuality, in a way, what's right and wrong, but let's call it even in, in one layer deeper, if, if I could drop even that, that there is no right or wrong, and I could really lean into the acceptance first, 
which was the biggest spiritual challenge in India to accept everything as is first, <laughs> as is, you know, um, because there will be dirty streets, there will be beautiful streets, there will be people who have literally no money and there will be like skyscrapers. And, and, and that's why I'm saying the contrast there is so strong that you're constantly challenged. <laughs> and yeah, um, and I remember four months after I was in India, <laughs> I end up in a hospital because it was a lot of, a lot of intensity. Weather was different. My job was super challenging. My, uh, you know, boss, <laughs> Indian uh, leadership, my uh, food. I mean, it was super spicy. And and long story short, I ended up in a hospital. And that was probably one of those moments when I was questioning, okay, is this going back home moment? And I remember that moment when I was uh, surrounded by all the people that I was actually leading a team of 30 internationals and all of them were actually experiencing their cultural shock. And me as a leader experiencing the cultural shock of India, plus all those 30 people, I was like, okay, is this a moment that that difficult that I should give up and go back to Armenia? And at the same time, <laughs> I knew that I don't want to go to Armenia. There was something that was that was saying w from within, like, if you go back, you're continuing the cycle. So I remember a friend of mine, a very close friend of mine, she was from Vietnam. She was sitting next to me and she said, I remember that sentence. And one of the wisest uh, women, she said, look, Zira, I mean, you you know that you cannot change India. You cannot change the things around you, but you can change how you see and perceive everything. So something not outside, but something within you needs to shift so that anything that happens outside, it will not affect you in any way. That moment was, you know, this like breakthrough aha because you're like literally drowning and, and someone says it's not about the outside but it's something within you and I was like ooh so that probably that moment was a um, turning yeah point in my life when I was like okay so here we go and yeah I think that's where it all started like questioning how am I how can I shift the way I look at everything how can I start with probably first stage which is acceptance first um yeah and from there I think uh, India was was my biggest spiritual teacher I traveled the whole India solo backpacked the whole India alone <laughs> sometimes I cannot believe even one time let me let me tell you this one I did 20 I booked 20 trains in India. Basically, you cannot travel like last minute booked a train. And I was a budget, like I didn't have much money, but I wanted to see everything. So I had to book 20 trains before and like three months before and travel from the south to the north. Doing uh, from Isha Yoga, like um, doing the, the 
uh, I don't know, maybe you know Sadhguru, he's, uh, I went to his ashram, I went to the north, did my Vipassana 10-day silent retreat, went to Osho Resort to do Tantra, and, and all of that led me to this new woman <laughs> who was like, okay, seems like if I can do this much, I can do anything, like, watch me. So a lot of things shifted in me and I was like, okay, I, right now I really know what I want and I, I will make it happen. I, I, it was very strong, you know, and that after that, it led me to Mind Valley and uh, everything else is a history, like for five years working for Mind Valley and traveling along the way for 40 countries. And here I am. Oh my God, I think I already... Like, see, you already fulfilled all the expectations and even surpassed. It's already higher <laughs> than what it was before. Like, I knew the story was inspiring, but this is next level. I also know that you are coaching women, right? Yes. Tell me about that. Tell us about that. Oh, How did you come across this path and how did you start being a coach? And for women only, why? Oh, this is such a yummy question. <laughs> My favorite. And like I said, right, because I was coming from a culture that was really suppressing me as a woman to explore my sexuality in its most beautiful and sacred and feminine way. And I was put in the box of what's right and wrong. And that was my pain, right? So I was questioning, but I didn't know what's right and wrong. And I was sexually quite an open and active woman. I was like, oh, but why and how and who will show me the way? So I think one of the things that I was questioning very much in my life was, was sexuality. And I literally was uh, giving my hand like, please help me someone. And every every person I would meet was like, you know, can you be my guru? Can you be my guru? Show me the way. <laughs> so and um, thanks God that I, you know, back home, I got to know about Osho. Um, and he opened a new chapter in my life in Tantra. And that's actually exactly why I decided also to leave for India. Because in my dreams, I wanted to meet Osho. Let me tell you that I never read his um, biography because he was actually, he passed away, but I was hoping that I'm going to meet him <laughs> until someone told me randomly, like, but he's dead, right? I was like, but who asked you? I was <laughs> still hoping. And, and so that was my pain. And I mean, uh, little did I know by back then that my pain one day is going to become my power. And from my pain, I'm going to be actually blooming and uh, serving. And that's going to become my medicine. So, oh my God, I have goosebumps. So I want like every woman here, if you're listening, you know, and you're going through any struggle, know that one day that might be your medicine that you might turn that into your you know into your power so yeah um i learned quite a lot about i i you know i discovered quite a lot in india uh, about tantra and overall um 
spirituality and all but back then i still didn't know that coaching or women is gonna be by it's gonna be my path but overall tantra was like oh my god it's so fascinating and for those of you who probably don't know what tantra is is tantra for me is one of the directions of um spiritual um yeah spiritual awakenings that I believe like we we can we can approach spirituality and we can uh go for for um finding our answers in different ways but tantra is one of the probably ancient indian um powerful for me at least uh ways that we transcend from from sex from sex to super consciousness and Osho mentions that from you know um our primal uh root chakra to awakening and rising uh, that energy uh, towards our creative powers so after that you know i was like okay give me more give me more so festival after festival from bali festival to tantra festival and and you know portugal from copangan to this and that and you know i was very hungry like i told you so i have done so many workshops and festivals and then i was like oh my god this this is you know tantra combines three most important things that i'm passionate about which is spirituality movement and dance and and um and sexuality <laughs> and i was like wow this is it uh, and and probably everything started about three years ago when at mind valley i started women's circle and that was one of my biggest probably fears to to get started you know we all have that am i worthy who's gonna show up am i gonna make it who am i to to start anything and uh, i i so remember that moment when three women showed up but my intention was even if no woman shows up i am brave enough to sit alone and meditate and and say that i did my part and i showed up and three women first circle five seven ten every sister and i never promoted it was just for mind valley sisters women and every every time one woman would bring another <laughs> and one day we had 20 25 and so then i realized oh my god i love i love this so along the way it it uh, turned into one-on-ones and now i'm coaching women um and because I realized during circles, I give space for women to to be their most unfiltered and most, you know, authentic and raw self. But I'm not coaching. I cannot guide them. And a lot of women are sometimes stuck. So I was like, okay, how can I now help them? And so again, everything else is a history. Did few. Uh, teacher trainings, got NLP certified and blah, 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 just just to make me feel good. But that was not the point because I knew I just need to show up again. And it's been already two years I'm coaching women and empowering one sister at a time to, to know that that probably in the beginning I mentioned that everything we're looking for is within us and we we have to question everything and redefine all of all of the things that we want and find that raw real wild woman that's hiding 
in the in the within us we just need to give her voice and then watch her rising so yeah i don't know if this if this answers your question i hope i hope it does it does it does for sure i wanted to ask another question but i forgot because the whole time you were talking i was like oh my god people need to know how to contact this lady this is no they they definitely are thinking where can i find siranush right now so just share it right now because i'm pretty sure a lot of people are searching for it uh what is the handle instagram handle or whatever what what platform do you use and what is the username that we can use in order to find you and then from there on i probably will remember my question and we will get back yes <laughs> sure let's start with um probably my instagram uh you can use my name s-i-r-a-sira and then underscore my surname oh my god a-r-a-k-e-l-y-a-n <laughs> so that's my handle on on instagram and then you can use the same my my name so probably uh vivid would be a great idea for you to just put sira rakelian uh in the in your copy so they can at yeah. least <laughs> Don't so, worry, even the Instagram link will be in the description box. Yeah, awesome. And then uh, my website will be same, sirarakelian.com. So you can just um, look for my website as well and get to know me. And I will be so happy if you reach out to me and say that you listen to our podcast and something inspired you. And that's why you're, uh, you are in, yeah, getting uh, to know my website or my uh, Instagram. Let's be friends. Sira, I want you to tell me what is this one thing that you want to leave the listeners of this podcast with? If you were to give them, I don't even call it an advice because people get really defensive when it comes to advice, but that one sentence, that one word that you want to leave people with, leave them thinking and pondering, what would that be? Actually, something that just right now, oh, wow, this is so interesting. I was just looking at my life book just next to me and that one page was open. Um, and uh, it was like, wow, this is so cool. Uh, this is me in Bali Spirit Festival. Um, I wish you guys could see this picture, but um, I'm going to show you. Um, it says, the most powerful weapon on earth is the human soul on fire. So I think that we all are here our souls are here to be on fire like we all are here to leave something beautiful something powerful and everything is all, all everything is within us already all the answers all the power all the energy all the creativity it's all about unlocking it so if you believe if you believe that you can step into that version of you that on fire you know and for me that's that is what we are here for to just just be our souls on fire like serving our purpose serving our community our people from our medicine so just believe that even if you right at this moment it's not very clear you don't really know you're not very sure by just believing that you have it it's within you and all you gotta do is just every day wake up believing that you, if you take one step at a time towards that, what you want, 
just one step at a time, you will be surprised what a life is possible for you. What a, you know, uh, because five, seven years ago, if you would tell me this is the life that I'm going to live, I'll be like, I cannot even envision. And I want, like, probably that one thing I would leave the audience with is, even if you cannot envision, even if you cannot see, because I couldn't. The first time when I sat to write my life book, which is again about envisioning and imagining your life, then when they said, let's imagine five years from now, I was like, excuse me, five years from now, I cannot even see few days from now. <laughs> Are you serious? And so all I'm trying to say that where I am right now is not something I, I would even believe back then, but with everyday showing up from from where i am and believing that every human is is a uh, is a messenger every every movie is a messenger every everything that is around me is a messenger and i'm here for for a reason my soul is here for a reason then you you will be surprised what's possible for you wow oh my god it got me thinking even i'm like okay i need to do deep thinking at this moment but i need to finish this podcast before that so <laughs> you can reach out to me and we can deep think together you know i'm a coach so <laughs> i love that i love that i'm, I'm happy a- to think out loud with you but then for now i would like for you to go ahead and say your goodbyes whatever way you want to the audience and then i'll do my version of goodbye and then we'll wrap it all up go ahead I guess I said everything, guys. I'm really, really grateful, first of all, V, for for you for having me in this in this show. Uh, it was fun to talk about my life and share even parts of me that I before I was uh, literally um, scared and and I mean it was so much shame around all those things, and I just realized through this show that I grew so much that I speak about it with so much lightness <laughs> and 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 give to you guys as something uh, to remind you that no matter where you are, you're not alone. We all are going through big ups and downs in our lives, shame and guilt and fears and all of that. But and and then there is also the other side of it a lot of joy and love and compassion and growth and uh, awakening so wherever you are know that you can you can transcend and 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 raise your vibration to that and and once you raise your vibration you will attract more of that in your life so i love you all i have not met you but know that i love you and reach out to me let's chat let's talk let's be friends Uh, i love humans and so that's that's probably it thank you viv love to you (laughs) thank you thank you so much this was a very eye-opening episode for me i hope it was the same for you guys i really enjoyed the conversation with sira and thank you so much for you guys for listening this was yet another episode of if i did you can too until next time bye bye